Welcome to the Randall Report, the Ukraine special. Yeah, who told you stole your clapperboard today? It's disappeared. It's disappeared for the day. Wow. Okay. So, um, yeah, uh, the world seems to be on the brink, um, with Russia, of course, having invaded what is a sovereign state, uh, the sovereign state of Ukraine. And uh, it is uh, clearly, uh, I don't think we've ever felt, certainly, uh, you know, felt uh, a situation as uh, acute and as scary as this, perhaps, um, or perhaps since the Second World War, or perhaps since the Bay of Pigs, certainly, uh, the Cuban Missile Crisis. Um, how do you think we've got here? Why do you think, uh, Mel, we've ended up in a situation where Putin thinks it's okay to invade another sovereign state, initially under the guise of, of, of what we thought when we touched on this, I think, uh, a week or two ago, in terms of... Uh, you know, the regions of Luhansk and Donbass, um, uh, and that, uh, you know, the, the build-up of we've seen, obviously, over quite a period of uh, uh, tanks, soldiers and the like, uh, the border of Ukraine by Russia. Um, how have we got here? How have we got ourselves into this absolute mighty pickle that... Uh, looked as though it was just going to be a minor incursion and now looks like a takeover uh, of an entire sovereign state. What's your thoughts on it, man? I think we're to blame, at least partially. Do you? We've, we, who's we? We, as in the West, have always looked for a boogeyman, have always needed an enemy... And that enemy has historically been Russia. You know... Since the end of... Arguably since the end of uh, the Second World War. Well, no. Well, well, that too, but sort of more recently, post the, the fall of the Berlin Wall, there was an opportunity... After the fall of the Soviet Union. For the, for the West yeah. for the West and for Russia to develop closer ties as... Russia was pushing towards some form of democracy. Or you know, looked as though. Looked, to, looked as though they were trying to form some element of democracy and, you know, more, greater inclusion of its people, you know, into into society and into politics. Yeah. But, you know, we as human beings, it looks like we sort of are true to form. We always need an enemy. When we have an enemy, we seem to develop faster. We create new technologies, new weapon systems, and it sort of drives the economy forward. And I think the fact that, you know, Russia, we are where we are today is because we needlessly created an enemy where we didn't have to. So I think ideologically, you know, that was our first... That was our first mistake, and we are now bearing the consequences of that. Secondly, um, 
after again the the uh, the fall of the Berlin Wall, there were agreements made between Russia and the West. You know, from the end of the Gorbachev era. Yeah. Where, you know, the one the one disclaimer that he put for for peace in the region was that there was to be no military expansion. You know, eastwards from the west. Well, of course, since since the end of uh, seemingly the end of the Soviet Union, uh, we've added fourteen countries, uh, including some of the ex-Soviet satellite countries. Fourteen countries to 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 NATO. In, to, to NATO. Ukraine um, is essentially a uh, a Western satellite. You know, there are military installations which really shouldn't be there, you know, based on Ukraine's own constitution, which states that there should be no third-party military on its land, which is not the case at all. You know, if it was, you know, we were making this analogy, you know, off-air, we were saying, what would we do if France encircled Britain with its navy? And just held, held position for 10, 15 years. How would we feel? Would we feel that everything was was compromised and everything was fine and sort of everything was calm, or would we feel threatened? Would we feel that we were sort of being backed into a corner? You know, how long would it take for us to you know to feel that we were sort of under threat? And you well, know, we've said we've. Look, don't get me wrong. We've we've seen this before, just in terms of over uh, fish, uh, exactly. where where you know things can get fairly uh, tenuous, fairly uh, something uh, tricky, just over uh, who's got the right to some, pull out a few mackerel. Something as ridiculous as fishing rights. Yeah, you know, can, can change. You know, can, you know can, we've had we've had we've had French trawlers try and sort of ram. Ram our fishing boats. Yeah, you know we've we've. So, so do you think that that because uh, I know for myself uh, there is nothing that that uh, I, I can uh, say that uh, I think creates or gives the excuse for what is taking place. Absolutely. However, looking deeper, uh, I think we're essentially saying that that. Uh, that Russia has uh, cause for concern maybe because of our own actions elsewhere over recent decades you know Iraq Libya Syria uh, most notably Afghanistan of course we're not um, well, we're not innocent you know no I don't think we are no uh, we're not because we're, yeah, we're we've not. had this thing of uh, certainly from an American perspective there's been this exceptionalism wanting to not impose necessarily but wanting to, to well almost impose uh, their vision of, of what they see as, as democracy on particular countries in the world and, and arbitrarily deciding uh, for different countries whether a particular a leader or a particular uh, uh, political system is in their image or not, but and then yeah. deciding to go and try and get rid of it. Do you think but that's it's, but it's not true? Given but plausible and reasonable 
concern for somebody like Putin, as well as other countries, to, to uh, feel that their own security is somehow undermined? I don't think Russia's afraid of, regi- of regime change. No. You know, I think the country is too powerful and significant for that. Um, however, what do you do when you feel as if you're being backed into a corner? You lash out. That's what you do. Ukraine, I think, again, we spoke about this before, the reason why Russia probably looked to invade Ukraine was because it wasn't a NATO member. The fact that it was outside of NATO gave them a lower level of risk for actually... Measured risk, yeah. Because, you know, and I agree with this, if Russia were to even take a boot into a NATO country... Like Poland or... Like like Poland or Estonia, whoever it might be, you know, that lights a touch paper for war on a much larger scale. One that we would have to entertain we'd have no choice because that's within the article 5 mandates yeah right. i mean i know there's been this uh, assertion that the the promise was made at the, at, uh, the end of the soviet union that uh, you know we wouldn't uh, kind of uh, back the military up on to, to to the borders of or close to the borders of russia uh you know, and that seems to me to have been, that promise seems to have been broken. Although um, the West seems to be saying that they're in denial that that such an agreement took, uh, you know, was actually there. And it's very kind of difficult to get at the truth because as we've seen uh, only in recent weeks, um, you know, Putin's narrative, Putin's uh, approach to it all it's hardly, uh, it's not exactly been truthful. Well, he's, it's, not, yeah. it's been a sort of aberration of, of historical, historical fact. I, I agree. I agree. But there's this ideological push. You know, it's difficult to sell a war. It's always difficult to sell a war. You know, I think Putin has had to sort of try to re engineer elements of history just to make this incursion look a bit more acceptable. You know, I accept that there's a significant amount of the population who are against the war, and I understand that, you know, there's a lot of, well, there's not a lot of clarity as to how far this is going to go, what happens to the Russian people, the sanctions that have been imposed so far, what it means for their lifestyles, what it means for their businesses, what it means... What it means for our lifestyles, as well. frankly. I mean, as because, well. you know, let's be about right, these sanctions that they're talking about, they're now talking about an energy price here, an energy price cap now, 3, not of 2,000, but 3,000. Uh, and, uh, you know, don't get me wrong, just putting uh, the current situation slightly to one side for a second. Where the fuck is Richie Sunak? What is he doing to mitigate, again, uh, what is only going to add to the cost of living crisis that the, the British people face? I don't see them doing anything. You know, because he, well, he has to go back to the drawing board. Now that this has happened, I don't think he can go, I don't think he can go ahead with the plans that he had. So he's now going to have to go back to his department, try and find a new way forward, one that doesn't affect national insurance 
one that doesn't affect universal income, one that doesn't affect, um, you know, rises in either sort of, uh, how do you, what was it called? Uh, petrol, yes, energy prices. You you can't. I know, I know you can't like mitigate fuel it. Duty yeah, and that sort of I know stuff, you yeah. can't mitigate it all entirely, but uh, surely now is the time for for him to at least pop his head above the precipice over the last few days and say, okay, look, uh, we're going to uh, suspend VAT on energy Big bills or, or suspend the the green levy on energy bills because that's twenty percent. Of, yeah. an, of the energy bills. No, I mean, surely there's up. good reason. VAT on energy is five. Five, and the green levy, I think, is about 20. Do right, fact okay. check, but I do believe it okay. is about 20%. Um, and it, and obviously, Labour has talked about a windfall tax because all of a sudden you're seeing mighty profits being made. Inheritance taxes, what happens with all that? That's a big issue that they were talking about. Yes, recently. of course, because it's frozen. It's pulling more people into into the, the, the situation. They're supposed Although to be... the way things are going with Russia and Ukraine, inheritance they tax might be a bit to... of a mute and an irrelevant point. There was supposed to be a change in April. You know, it was the next time they were going to bring this up, but that's going to be definitely... Push forward, but, but I think now's the time that Rishi Sunak needs to step up to the plate and at least uh, give th- Rishi, where the fuck are you? Throw us a bone because to me, you know, at the moment, I would imagine, like me, the vast majority of the British people are sitting at home watching their news programs and thinking, fucking hell, Christ, we where, already, where, where are we going? With we this? already have cars at the petrol station queuing up. Really? For petrol, because we don't know what the prices are going to be like in the next few days. Right, so out comes the old jerry cans again. Yeah. So is people is people going to be buying flour and, you know, basic amenities? We're going to end up with sort of shortages at the supermarkets like we had before. Oh, God, here we go. Bog roll yeah. wars. Bog roll we're, wars we're, are back. We're heading, we're heading back to that. We are definitely heading back oh, to that. Jesus. Even I am cautious, and even I'm thinking that I need to do a shop for essentials, because you never yeah. know. Well, I, I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of trying to avoid getting in on 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 the act of that one, and just being kind of trying to trying to be a bit more positive uh, when it comes to the plug. But I know, yeah, uh, it's going to be a case of who blinks first, a bit like everything else. But you know, do you think that uh, it's acceptable for one minute that it's acceptable since? No matter what we've done at this end of it, not one shot has been fired against the Russians by NATO or the West. Not one uh, incursion or anything else has taken place upon their territory. That they really have an excuse to invade another sovereign nation other than uh, Russia's or Putin's ideological uh, or legacy, desire for legacy to, to recreate uh, a sort of Russian empire. When you, Where's the excuse, really? When you have an amassing of troops, military equipment, missile systems all along your border, yeah. which has been happening over the past 15 years, yeah. and there's been no sign of abatement, but no I can, shot fired. It doesn't it's matter. a big difference it, it when you go in and my, uh, in start my, killing people. In my opinion, it doesn't matter. Right. The way that I don't... Obviously, I can't 
agree with, you know, an invasion of a sovereign country. No. Not, not, in, not in any way, shape or form. But I do understand why it was done. And I understand the historical context behind it. Ukraine, Ukraine is being used as a buffer for Russia, you right. know, as, as a buffer against the US, Europe and the UK. Yeah, but well, hang on a minute. Once he's in Ukraine and he's taken it over, okay, let's say that that happens, then where's the buffer going to be then? Because he'll have his line right up against the line of the NATO countries. Well, precisely. That's and, and, what... So where's the, where is there a buffer? There's that's... achieved nothing except that's... the loss of, huge loss of life uh, and a further... You know, uh, he's, that's in, what in a makes, blink he's destabilised the whole I don't think so. World. This is what will cause more stability. Because when you have two warring factions that are within eyesight of one another, the likelihood of... the likelihood of a sort of, you know, attack of one form or another, I think is less likely. So plausibly, Every, Ukraine has been thrown under the bus. Everybody will think twice right. when you can see Russian troops literally along the European eastern border. When you see Russian troops amassed, you know, within within a couple of kilometres of uh, of Europe, people will think twice about actually firing a shot. Well, what I think ultimately it will create more stability than less. This is a terrible price to pay. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I think it will lead to a more peaceful I mean, future. Really? Honestly, I um, do. Uh, if we have a... You know, we've got to get Pat to that point first. Uh, I, I, you know, I, 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 for what it's worth, you know, we see all the media coverage. It's very, it, it feels sometimes quite difficult to get to the, you know, the bottom line in terms of... Uh, whether it's our reaction to it. I mean, don't get me wrong, I know this has been building up for a long time. There was the issue in Georgia. Uh, there, obviously, in, in terms of uh, smaller stuff, uh, sending somebody here some years ago to, with the Polonium 210 yeah. to murder Litvinenko. Uh, but those were in theory... Those were in theory um, internal matters, though. It might yeah, have been done on foreign soil. I exactly. agree, that is wrong. Yeah. And they had an impact. I mean, uh, uh, as we spoke about before, you know, uh, Skripal didn't die, but it was some poor flaming uh, uh, person who picked a bottle of perfume out of a bin that, that copped it. Um, you know, so they, 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 it has consequences. You know, that all these things must play a part. Don't go but pick how? Up, yeah. how uh, the narrative of of uh, Putin being, as I said, going full tonto, as Ben Wallace has put it, how useful is is that the kind of language in this situation? Uh, is it not a bit, uh, you know, because he he mentioned the other day? No, it's completely imbecilic. Yes, it's absolutely ridiculous to use that kind of that phraseology. Yeah. Is, is is beyond the pale. I don't understand. Is it? We smacked how. their asses. I in might the, have in got the, the quote in, in the Crimea War. Uh, uh, you know, but yeah, more than hundred exactly. years ago, we can do it again. What kind of? Uh, it's crazy. Uh, you know, maybe he's tonto. Maybe that's the problem. And the thing is, it's dangerous and inflammatory language that surely doesn't help 
the situation. We While can't, people yeah. in the Ukraine are either having to try and get out or face... We just don't know what they're going to face if... if uh, Russia takes it over. I mean, if you pointed a gun, we can't. At, uh, the, we can't. Yeah, we can't stop dinghies crossing the channel. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we think we can fight Russia. It's it's a ludicrous. It's a ludicrous argument. It's it's. I don't understand it. I really don't. And do you think? Uh, uh, do you think that, that what we're doing so far with with? Uh, I know a few days ago before it all kicked off, properly kicked off. Uh, they, 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 uh, our government announced some sanctions. It was seemed to me like a bit of a pig in a poke. Three, three, uh, three individuals and uh, a few companies, I believe. Well, that was before sanctions. the second wave of before the big yeah. thing happened. Do you, and then of course now we've had the announcement of more sanctions. Do you think uh, what does that say to you? Does that say to you that? Uh, um, we don't want to get mix it up properly with Russia or uh, do you think those sanctions are, are sufficient and they've gone far enough I mean what about this thing over SWIFT this is an interesting one well exactly this. so SWIFT seems to be the red line that no one's prepared to cross okay so SWIFT for, for, for all of you that might not know it's a, it's a payment system it's the processing of foreign currency yeah. In in each respective country. Right. So it it allows for the processing of foreign currency. And it, it seems that that would be an obvious uh, sanction to take against Russia. Yet it seems to me that I know Biden seemed to dodge it yesterday. Well, the, the U.S. president the, and and we haven't gone down that route, have we? So the well, there are MPs that are definitely calling for it, but I yeah. don't know if they understand the full picture, because. The what Russia may do as a consequence of SWIFT being removed as a as an economic system would be to remove the petrodollar from their gas and oil reserves. Right. In ter- in terms of payment, and that is something the U.S. would never accept, and it's something that they would go to war over. They've done it in Iraq. They've done it in definitively. Libya. Definitively. Right, so we're, 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 we don't need to be so, fact-checked on that, or, or is that... Uh... Saddam Hussein, prior to this sort of weapons of mass destruction, you know, within 45 minutes, which we yeah, all know was a load of nonsense, nothing. his original plan was to remove all of his petrol reserves out of the U.S., um, petrodollar system, as was the case for Syria and Libya. Exactly, and and look what happened to them. Yeah. So his plan was to remove the reliance of the U.S. dollar, to sell um, all of his petroleum, petroleum products, and gas uh, using other currencies. Right. Which would then decimate the U.S. economy. Yeah. And there is no way the U.S. would allow it. So. The U.S. is playing a very cautious game because what they do not want is for Russia to pull the plug. Russia is is already moving towards the east. They have clearly formed an alliance with China, with Pakistan. Sounds a bit like a horse 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 gate and bolt situation. With Pakistan Pakistan and others. So Putin is well aware of sanctions and what it would mean. 
Okay, but he's factored he, those in, has he? It's already been factored in. So he's willing to accept the sanctions to take over Ukraine, which is rich in raw, uh, raw materials. But it, I believe they've got a lot of naval, palladium. Naval facilities, aeronautical yeah. facilities. They have three nuclear reactors and they have other sort of um, primary and secondary uh, minerals and materials that, that come from, from, you know, it's natural resources. They've taken that into account. They've taken into account the new relationship that they're forming with China, you know, and they can they essentially can more or less mitigate the sanctions which are being meted on them by us. Yeah. With sort of the benefits they can get from from the east. And do you think we should? Because obviously, and it's a big problem because now we are, you know, the US is waning in terms of its, you know. Power and the shifting in the suns of the the the, yes, west, the west is also sort of the global faltering. Order. So now we are having this sort of this new sort of duality of power, yes. where the US and the West is no longer number one. Now we have Russia, Pakistan, other ex USSR countries, like ex Soviet countries, China, and sort of other countries in the Middle East, yeah. which are forming you know a power axis. Which is plenty powerful, and they're able to to operate independently okay. without even having to look at the West. Okay. It's be, it's becoming a serious issue. It's less about is it, is it necessarily a bad thing? I mean, it depends how you look at it and how you deal with it. Well, it's bad if for you us, don't isn't like, it? Well, uh, it's if, only bad if, for us if, if, if surely if it's only bad for us uh, if we choose. To make an enemy of other people rather than going, okay, you know, this is... But that's uh, our modus operandi, that's what we do. Right. Well, of course, you know, uh, Britain hasn't been out without its responsibility uh, uh, of causing an awful lot of blood, bloodshed in its history. And we're paying, and we're paying the price. Yeah, I, I do believe we are. Um, I mean, obviously, there's obvious concerns that... that with what's happening, China's sort of giving the impression, although it's interesting that quote from China supporting dialogue to resolve the Ukraine crisis seemed to be slightly less than, to me in the language, less than full support. I think that's um, a, it's, it's as strong a statement as I think they can make. Right. Diplomatically speaking. Because obviously the great concern, there was an incursion yesterday, I noticed again, into Taiwanese airspace by the Chinese. With their relation, China's relationship with Russia, do you think, uh, you know, obviously there must be the big worry that China will use this moment, this opportunity of, of the world being in a state of flux to, to uh, do what it has... has largely wanted to do for a while, which is to, to take Taiwan... Uh... Yeah, so many media outlets have essentially claimed that China is simply waiting to see how Russia fares with Ukraine. Yeah. If it's successful, it will essentially look to take Taiwan. Right. And again, the same way that people aren't really willing to die for the Ukraine... Most of us aren't willing to die for Taiwan either. Do you think, considering where we are, because I know, uh, you know, there's no doubt, we keep going down this road of the language, the kind of language that people like Ben Wallace do, uh, has 
do you think that there's still room left for dialogue to kind of pull this back? I think we've all uh, probably going to accept that Ukraine, it looks as though it's going to end up being a done deal. It's a goner. I don't think a redrawing. Yeah, I of, don't think there's any way back at this point. Do you? Uh, and do you, do you what could you offer Russia today that would make them return their troops back to back to the motherland? I mean, uh, really, uh, what could you possibly say? Well, look, considering we've got all these this long range stuff, wouldn't a start be uh, let's start talking about a a uh, not a withdrawal, but a, 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 a I don't know, put it. Um, the start of of breaking down all of uh, the the weaponry we've got in the NATO countries facing Russia to answer some of these questions, or rather, yeah, because obviously we don't feel as that his his his. It seems to me the narrative is that we do not accept the uh, this argument that Putin has of of the security concerns of his own nation. And don't get me wrong, I find it slightly tenuous because, as I said, it's not like there's been any attempt to 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 uh, do anything to the guy uh, or to Russia. Uh, and you know, I don't think we have any uh, um, issue with the Russian people. Uh, just it seems to me to be just uh, with one particular individual and the mob that surrounds him. Uh, you, Tell you, that to NATO. I don't understand that logic. Why would you amass military equipment all along a country's border? If Russia wasn't an issue, clearly they see Russia well, isn't as it, a, isn't this to do with more to do with the military industrialized complex of the states? Uh, uh, obviously, they build all of this stuff because it drives economics the same way as they've uh, how can I say marketized the prison system almost in the US. Isn't it a way? Uh, uh, you know, they've got to put them somewhere when they've made them, uh, even if they sit there and rust. If it's an uh, if it's an economic argument, that's even more terrifying, isn't it? I totally agree. I totally agree. But do, do you not think there's a sort of still room? Shouldn't we be sitting and saying, okay, we need to talk about this? Once you cut, we're too, we're too late. You we're, think too we're, late. we're too late we're for late. any dialogue whatsoever. We're too late for that. Once Ukraine is subsumed into the Russian Federation, then there'll be dialogue. And it will be simply to redraw to, to redraw lines, you know, to find a way that you know but there's this further military contact there's, there's this bloody narrative that that that, that uh, whether it's right or not or, or, or wrong, whether it's it, it, it's you know how accurate it is is always open to question because every um, country's media is bound to be slightly stilted in the direction of where it's coming from. Do you not think that uh, you know this language that that uh, Putin is mad and he wants to 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 really uh, redraw all the lines of the Soviet Union, aka the Yalta Agreement, which obviously uh, was after the end of the Second World War, um, and and 
you know, the talking up of, of uh, that he's not going to stop at Ukraine is somehow talking us into something worse. I mean, do you actually think that, that Putin, because a few weeks ago, I think we both thought that, that he, he wouldn't do this and it was more... It was just going to be uh, Donbass and the uh, gangs and that was it. Or um, trying to, to um, uh, you know, gain uh, the, the uh, resolutions to the security concerns which he claimed he legitimately has. Um, but to me, it looks like he, he always planned to do this. Yeah, what do you think about the possibility of him planning and wanting some of the other countries that were also used to be part of the Soviet Union but are now part of NATO? Where do yeah. you think is, is the gambling head of Vladimir Putin now lies. I think um, it. Well, I think it's Ukraine, and that's it. Well, I don't hope so. I don't think he would risk putting even a boot into a NATO allied country because that really would mean yeah. a massive, you know, increase in sort of military you know, action. I think we then we really are talking about World War Three, and who knows what might happen after that. I mean. The problem is, it's the law of unintended consequences. It once you start going down a, uh, a, a particular road, it takes one mistake. One exactly. Mis hello, one mistake, and before you know where you are, it's like how did I get here? Because even yesterday, um, was it Turkey stated that one of their ships had been bombed? Really? By whom? Well, they assumed they assumed the Russians. But I thought the Turkish. But Tur I know Turkey's part of NATO. Turkey's part of NATO. But Turkey's been kind of a bit in in, in the middle because they've been quite. Uh, well, that's the, that's the nature of Turkey. Putinesque. It's one. It's one foot in the west, one foot in the east. Yeah. But yeah. they're hard. They're hard. They're hardly friendly either. No. You know, Erdogan is a bit. Erdogan, of a, yeah. Tiripa, yeah. He's XTV a TV show host. I he's think he's a bit of a nutter as well. Yeah. Right? I mean, so I mean that could have also caused. Untold damage, you know, if NATO decided that Turkey was essentially being being invaded or attacked. I'd be know. curious to actually see more on this claim of uh, of the Turkish. Could it have ship? been a false flag? We don't know, but a Turkish ship was attacked. Okay, yeah. You know, very very dangerous situation we found ourselves in, but one that ultimately we participated in. We participated. In this action, well, I just yeah, it just seems to me the whole thing is so fucked up. Uh, you know, it. it, it uh... We should be more afraid of China, because I think <laughs> if China takes Taiwan, that adds another dimension to things, because there are U.S. Oh. bases in Taiwan, which then draws the U.S. into a potential conflict, yeah, and it's just a question of whether they're willing to go that mile to actually. Then so, sort of take on China, which is a, you know... Some historical context, Taiwan, I guess, was part of China at one time. Yeah. Albeit a long time ago. Um, well, it wasn't that long. Wasn't that well, long no, ago. not obviously yeah. not that long ago in to, to, uh, historical terms. But, you know, it, it, uh, we sort of jump up and down about attacking a sovereign nation or, or being, uh, you know... Um, uh, 
deciding arbitrarily who should be where and not where. And don't get me wrong, there is, you know, as I said, I don't think there's any excuse for what is taking place. But surely it becomes very difficult um, when uh, you look at, at issues for Great Britain, for example, the war in the Falklands in the early 80s. Uh, I mean, it's not even if uh, the Falklands was on our doorstep. Uh, you've got to balance that against China's claim on Taiwan. What claim do we then have on, on the Falklands? You've got to kind of say to yourself, well, isn't it a bit hypocritical that, that we've sat in particular spots in the globe going, oh, no, 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 we're not giving that up. Uh, we took that and we're keeping it. Um, you know, the, the, it's, a, it's a kind of... Uh, who are we to tell other uh, tell others and decide uh, what's ours and what's yours um, without any dialogue? Well, t- uh, well, hold on. Taiwan is still an independent, thriving democracy. You right. know, you know, they have their own sovereignty. Yes, and I no, think right. It, I mean, it's it's a it's a enough bit of, history has passed to to say let 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 uh, bygones be bygones. But because uh, I mean, look, if we if we're looking historically, let's have a look at nineteen ninety seven when we gave up Hong Kong. You know, we returned we returned well, we were in, we returned Hong Kong. We promised to return. Yes. It just got handed over a bit early, was it? Well, no, uh, maybe, maybe not. No, no, it was on it was it, maybe yeah, not. we handed it over this is, as this isn't my issue. But it was never out. This isn't my issue. This is not my issue. The Chinese powerhouse was Hong Kong. It was a beacon of light in China. Yes. A right? beacon of hope. Beacon uh, of light, of a beacon bit of more hope. of a there was stability, it was a thriving economy, you know, you had a multitude of people from different countries who would, you know, congregate there to do business, you know, within the financial sector, there was an element of freedom. China yeah. reassumed... There some bloody good cake shops, as I remember, when I went, went, went to Hong Kong. Fantastic. So China essentially reintegrates Hong Kong. Yep. And it's become a shadow of itself. Yes. So then what happens to Taiwan? Do we just allow a territory to... It's the best way to put it. Be sucked back into to, to, to what was... Uh, because if you... It's degraded. It, be, it becomes degraded yeah. over time. You know, Hong Kong is a shell of what it was. Do we want, do we want to see Taiwan fall into the same... Well, no, the I same, think, you know... Same I, I trap? Mean, don't get me wrong... Uh, China's big enough. China, you know, what, what, obviously, let's face it, they want Taiwan, I would imagine, for what is ideological reasons or ideological and economic reasons? Economic reasons for sure. Um, and, it, it, you know, what, where, where is the point? Where's the cut-off where a country has been independent? You know, I, I've, I think I heard where Putin was trying to... to, to Question the legitimacy, for example, in terms of Ukraine. Questioning the legitimacy of Ukraine because it's only existed since the end of the Soviet Union. When I mean, if actually, if you read a bit of Ukrainian history, it goes back to about 700 BC at least. Um, 
Yeah, you know, it's an ab- it, it, it's it's a sort of uh, rewriting of of history to the extreme. Yeah, you know, what point? Uh, 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 what point uh, do you, does does somebody you know a country need to recognise that that either they don't belong there or uh, you know let the, let the people who live there have it as their own state? Look, history teaches us that diplomacy only goes so far. There are so many territorial issues that have remained unresolved. Yes. The dialogue simply doesn't work. Kashmir for one. Yeah. Uh, Israel-Palestine for another. There are so many sort of territories which are disputed. There are islands between Russia and Japan. There are islands between China and Japan. China in the Philippines, China in Indonesia. There are all of these sort of territories that have remained disputed and unsettled. I think there's actually still between Russia and Germany, you know, they, the, um, the end of the war wasn't actually, what do you call when you end, when you end the war? Well, there's, there's, like a, there's like a mandate. Oh, you mean the, a, 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 a truce? Yeah, so, so essentially Russia and Japan... They, they, uh, yeah, yeah, but Russia uh, and Japan, in theory, uh, are still at war because they have these undisputed islands that they've never actually managed to resolve. Crikey. Right, but it's the case for, for many places. Well, and we find ourselves... In, yeah, a we, lot about the, the human... We place, find ourselves frankly. in a position now with, with the Ukraine ex-Soviet states, yep. you know, geographical territorial lines altered by the decade. So do you think that, don't get me wrong, that Putin has gone full tonto, that there is, uh, that he is slightly unhinged? Because don't get me wrong, uh, taking away the, the, you know, the, the, the narrative that uh, certainly the likes of Ben Wallace uh uh, as um, uh, pushed, uh, I I do look at Putin and think uh, the man isn't slightly the full ticket. You know, I I question I just from a theory point of view that anybody who wants to entrench their power for so long, uh, having been in power for so long. And, and becomes more, uh, how can I put it, focused on their legacy in history than the needs uh, and the greater good of their own country it becomes a danger. That level of narcissism that I think there's a level of narcissism, frankly, I wonder that in any uh, person that wants to lead a country uh, and that certainly uh, over a length of time, you know, uh, power, as the old saying goes, power corrupts and absolute power co- corrupts absolutely. You know, that uh, in his desperate search for his place in history, that then that becomes a danger in itself, aside from seeing somebody who rides around half naked on horseback for the purpose of the cameras looks seems to me I to st- be a bit uh, I don't know. I still think weird. I still think this is more of a um territorial calculation. It's about maintaining um So you don't think he's a bit uh No I'm not I'm I'm not saying I'm not saying that he's not yeah. but I think ultimately this is about creating 
a buffer against the West. Right, okay. And Ukraine goes a long way to maintain that stability. It comes at a huge cost. Don't, don't get of, me wrong. There as, are many people that will die. As a bit of an, as a bit of an aside, uh, I think what, what did catch my eye, which I thought was quite uh, uh, odd, when he's, Putin is sitting there uh, engaging you know, in his uh, ivory tower, uh, talking with, with uh, a particular individual, if it's somebody he likes or he's getting on with, together. The, the table is small. Yeah. Uh, and yet when he's, I noticed this uh, quite recently, that when it's, say, somebody like uh, Emmanuel Macron or... Uh, the, table, the table's the, like 50 metres long. Fuck me, I've never seen such a big table. Can and, we talk and about, I have to say, can we talk Mr about, Putin, your taste in furniture is shit. Hold on. That's, that's a Italian, fucking awful that's table. That's Italian we're talking about. Does it look like, I thought it looked tacky. It was an Italian designer that made that. Yeah, but, uh, you know, that, that whole thing of sort of... Can we have a can we have a quick laugh about Macron the wet fish? He thought that he was being oh, you know, yeah. diplomatically savvy, <laughs> yes. talking talking to Putin. Oh Jesus that he Christ! Talking, he's that headed he off. Resolved everything. Oh, three days Lord. later, three days later, oh, Putin invades. So uh, thank you, Mr. Macron. You're a diplomatic. What a wally. Diplomatic um, heavyweight you are. Well done. What do you make to the language then of? Uh, uh, um, uh, I think it's Sir Richard, General Sir Richard Sheriff, uh, has warned that the UK could end up in a hot war with Russia if the situation intensifies. I mean, I, I mean that that's a, a, a has a lot of latitude to to the meaning, um, and if Russia were to attack another country. But I mean, he's, but he's ex-military, right? But isn't that better left unsaid until the geezer does attack another country, but rather he, than going, uh, aye, aye, let's get the petrol can out, uh, even though it is. But uh, he's ex-military. One one fifty a gallon, and chuck it one fifty a liter, and chuck it on the fire. But he's a military man, right? Yes. So of course but, he wants war. It's in his nature. Jesus. He's itching for it, in my opinion, and. Uh, Oh, lovely. Good luck to him. If that's yeah. really what he wants, I hope he's the first one out. Fuck almighty. I mean, it, it just... Uh, yeah, as if, if, as if we haven't had enough problems over the past couple of years uh, to be added to the woes with, with uh, this situation. It just seems as though as things are getting better, uh, they suddenly get a whole lot worse. It's uh, easy. And I it's, say again, yeah. Rishi Sunak, Wherever you're hiding, fucking get a grip, man, and uh, uh, deal with some of the concerns that uh, are going to be facing the British people as a consequence of this. You can't just sit on your hands. It's too late for that. And it's easy to use inflammatory language when you're not on the front line, you know, because he's not going to be out fighting. He's going to be in a war room somewhere, you know, directing... Yes. Directing things. So yes, then, bunker mentality. Yeah. Don't, pay, all, don't, yeah. Pay, don't pay any attention. Well, it's all right. We're all sitting here. We're sitting here in uh, deepest darkness, uh, darkest hackney, although sometimes uh, you know, looking at the immediate vicinity of where I lived, it looks as though it's already taken a hit from a couple of missiles some days. Um, uh, you know, whilst uh, they're, you know... Uh, 
delivering their fancy speeches, uh, knowing full well that if it gets a bit edgy, they can disappear into the bunker and fuck the rest of us. That that that's it, you know. Uh, we can disappear in uh, in a in a vapor. What did you make to to? Um, it seemed to, to the, there was a segment on the news uh, showing concern that um, Chernobyl had been taken over by the Russian forces. What what what, what do you think uh, was the great concern there? Since it's there's. Um, I think just because it was close to the border. I don't think there was anything more sinister than that. You don't think it was because there were, you know, because obviously it's been capped, hasn't yeah. it, in this actually quite an interesting It's like a 20-kilometre exclusion zone or something like that. Yeah, it's been capped in this yeah. giant thing that they built. I saw a documentary on it, actually. Mighty interesting. Anyway, um, dark days, I'm afraid. Very dark days because uh, nobody knows where this is going to end up and it's going to be sort of tit for tat, as we've seen today. You know, we ban Russian airlines over British airspace. Russia bans ours. Where, where does it, be, you know, we're going to get this tit for tat. How far will it go? Um, because nobody, humanity, unfortunately, by, by perpetrator, never likes to back down. Russia F1, that's been cancelled. Well, yeah. Champions League final, that's been cancelled. Well, honestly, I mean... Because uh, I was in St. Petersburg, I, that's all To done. be honest, I'm an F1 supporter, but uh, I think in the scheme of things, whether there's a Russian Grand Prix or not, or a Champion League final, or wherever it's held, I think is a bit sort of... Uh, it's a bit puerile, isn't it? But still. It's, it's bollocks, isn't it? That's a bit about right. I mean, I think uh, the last thing on people's minds at the moment is the soccer, the, the Champion League's final. How long are your you know? notes? So anyway, okay. So uh, how long are my notes? They're very short, actually, this week, oh, right, okay. because that's uh, something else. No, I, th I, thought, no. I think that's my shopping list. I thought you had, um, I thought you had a second page. Uh, or, uh, yes, that's my shopping list. Maybe I should add to it before we all run out of food. Don't go rushing out and emptying the shelves in the supermarkets, folks. It's not the end of the world just yet. Uh, although if the energy bills get, uh, get any higher, we'll be reduced to eating salads. Um, let's hope let's hope we can uh, come away from from what is the edge uh, but I, I, I thought I'd try and dig out a, a couple of quotes and uh, I think this were, were, there's a couple here one was by uh, Avijit Das it is when we finally realise the futility of violence and the invalidity of war Will we, the people of this world, finally wake up? That's a good one. And Dwight D. Eisenhower, of course, who was a general in the Second World War, as well as being a president, uh, late, somewhat later. I hate war as only a soldier who has lived it can. Only as one who has seen its brutality, its futility, its stupidity. And on that note, uh, yes, let's hope for better days. Good day to you all. Thank you for watching, everybody. Please like and subscribe.